You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Well, they said we couldn't get to him, and he said we wouldn't have any intel on him. But in typical wing fashion, we proved them all wrong. After less than 12 months in the role, we sat down with the head of AFL Tasmania, Damien Gill, in a no-holds-barred, completely on the record and entirely on-trend interview with the man that holds all the magnets on the whiteboard that is Tasmanian local footy. All right, well, here we are. How's this, Wildus? AFL Taz, head honcho, Damien Gill, the man, is on the well, podcast. Is it, is it Damien Gill or is it just Gilly? Gilly. Gilly, welcome to Way Out the Wing. G'day, guys. Yeah, I'm Gilly to my mate, so uh, you guys can call me Gilly. What about if go. we refer to you as Damien? That sounds wrong already. Uh, I sort of feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's like when I'm called William mum, or Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, I get Nicholas. So, Gilly, I reckon, mate, thanks for coming on board. Um, I'm actually really excited about um, having a chat to you tonight. Personally, I reckon after the Premier of the uh, State and the Health Minister, uh, you have the hardest job in Taz. You, it's such a passionate footy community here, and AFL footy is very precariously positioned in the state. I want to I want to ask you how it's all going, but before that, probably the most important question, did Simon find a hidden immunity idol in tonight's episode of Survivor? Not only did Simon find one, he found two, which <laughs> is just outrageous. Uh, and then we had... George strut around camp with his shirt off with an idol on his chest and uh, yeah it was and then there was a blind side of Mitch it was a, it was an action-packed episode fellas wow so we'll get to um hold on Wildus is hold on Wildus is jotting something oh, just writing adding to the list of things we don't talk about on the podcast <laughs> uh, fantasy footy golf and I've just added survivor onto that Jeez, he's, mate, he's, he's cutting me out of a lot of my uh, favorite things so all right sorry we'll, Gilly we'll, that's your debrief mate we'll, now we get now we move no to the important we'll, stuff we'll get back to the footy yeah. uh, Gilly how is footy going in Tassie yeah it's um, a pretty common question I get asked and First of all, uh, your preamble there around having the hardest job in the state, I sort of hear that a a little bit. Um, It's probably not how I see it sort of as I get up each day. I'm always sort of pretty energised to get stuck into trying to get footy in a a better state, but I'm also really passionate about where footy's at and how many people are connected to the game and how deep it is within Tasmania. I think that speaks to the strength of footy. Um, I've worked in a in a few sports now, and something that footy has, particularly in Tasmania, is a rich, rich passion uh, among the people that other sports would kill for. And it's something that you can't bottle. And you you can't just make it happen. Um, and as I say, other sports would kill for it. We've got it. So it's how we harness that passion and how we try and fix some of the things that we all know aren't exactly working at the moment um, and get footy in an even stronger state because we know it has a really rich history. Um, We can't go back in time. We can't revisit the way things were. We've got to look forward and we've got to chart a course for footy that puts it in a really good position. But I think we've got stronger building blocks blocks than people realise at times. And uh, I am always really bullish about where we're at and... uh, I think we're making some progress, but I, I am guilty as well of sometimes having to remind myself I've only been in the job 
Peter Vaveful, Taz, less than a year. Um, and I get a bit impatient, but tangible change and um, making sure things are in the right place takes time, takes planning. Um, and it's really important we hear from everyone and have everyone along the journey. Mate, um, Wildus and I are both sitting opposite each other and we're both nodding our heads. We just absolutely love the passion. We're like you. We're passionate about Tassie and about local footy. That's obviously why we're doing the podcast. So it's awesome to hear that. Um, and from everything I read, I can see that you are passionate about that grassroots level, your trip to King Island, your, your, the articles you write. It's awesome to see. So, um, look, that's that's great. Um, I want to move – I want to go back to the start for you. Um you lived your entire life on the eastern shore. I've heard you've yes. refused to ever live on the western side of, of the Derwent of the Derwent River. You went to Rosny. You probably hung out at, yep. the, at the Eastlands bus stop as a teenager. Tell us a bit about life in the Gill, ha- Gill household growing up. Jeez, this is a peek behind the curtain. I love this. Um, yeah, uh, I'm one of four bo- boys, so um, it was a pretty combative household. Um, I always say I, I learned to be really resilient because I was one of four boys and I barracked for the Melbourne Football Club. So you sort of <laughs> learn to, to take a few punches along the way, both figuratively and realistically, and you um, you, you keep on trucking. Um, no, but life um, for me has been fantastic, realistically. I've never – I'm a passionate Eastern Shore man. Um, I've never left the Clarence City Council. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I just love – Love Tassie, I love Hobart. Uh, it's a great place. I'm fortunate that I haven't had to stray too far um, away from where I reside. Um, I thought probably when I went to uni um, and studied comms that work would take me out of the state, and I've just been really lucky and worked hard and got opportunities that have kept me here. Um, and it's that passion in Tasmania that I try and put into everything I do at AFL Taz and um, whether it's opportunities on the field or off the field around footy, I just um, want to make sure Tassie footy's in a real good place because I don't have any real grand plans of leaving Tassie. I, I love it so much. So, yeah. But um, I guess your original question, yeah, what's it like? If we're talking about uh, the footy exploits, which yeah, well, may, what may it, not what's to. Junior, junior club? Um Premierships, friends, or anything you, you, that you said you're on the Eastern <coughs> Shore. Surely you've played I, for I played, uh, Cats played or... my junior footy for Lulau. Um I was there when they actually changed from Cats to Bombers. Did that? Um, did that burn a hole in your heart? Or you were that passionate at that age? Nah, uh, to be honest, it, was, it probably glossed over at that age. I was just trying to get a kick. I was a bit of a back pocket plumber. I was shorter in those days. I was um, not the frame I've got today, which is a bit of a nuisance, really. I did my growing by the time I'd sort of stepped away from footy. But, yeah, junior footy, um, played all the... Did you live down there, Gilly, at Lauderdale? I lived in Acton. Acton, yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. I'm a... I'm a uh, I grew up up on the hill, mate, Roaches Beach, um, oh, just, yeah. out, just out of Lauderdale. And then... Uh, after that, went to Bell Reef. So I'm just like you, Eastern Shorey. Yeah, God's country. That's absolutely a, God's country. Why would you live but, on the um, other side? I was, an, I was an absolutely ordinary footballer. Um, no good whatsoever. And I think that the saying goes, those that can't play administrate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, as I say, I didn't, I, I didn't shoot up until a little little later in life. Um, so was it was sadly. it purely foot uh, purely AFL? Were there other sports intertwined in there? I've heard you're a lover uh, of soccer. Yes, yeah, so I, I played 
soccer again very poorly. Um, I'm doing nothing for my athletic prowess um, with my own reviews here, but I was, uh, yeah, no, poor at soccer. Um, played futsal in a team, a long and storied team now that uh, I've played with the same bunch of boys since we are in grade eight. Still play today in the same futsal team. Uh, too many flags to count. That's about as far as I've got to any form of sporting what are, glory. What are the, celebration, what awesome. are the celebrations like? No, yeah, boisterous. Yeah. Well, do they go Give on? For, do they go on for days, or are they a couple of fleeting hours? <laughs> Not so, I thought you meant on-court goal celebrations. No, I'm, I'm, talking, no, I'm talking about the premiership celebrations. Uh, no, no, they're short-lived. But my goal celebrations—if I happen to slot one, and uh, I'm all right when it comes to the futsal court, I score more than I don't. Do you get down? Uh, do you get the wings out or celebrate. the the wings out yep. or the shirt over the the head or shirt off? Yeah, Ronaldo. Uh, we've, We've done a range of things at What's different times. What's the most times. novel? Um, I think uh, ran up upstairs. We're in a venue and I had two levels. <laughs> ran upstairs onto the balcony and clapped myself. Uh, that, that was yes. probably my best didn't, year. One of the AFL players did that, didn't they? They jumped over the side yes. of the, the grandstand and just started clapping themselves. Yeah, pre-COVID, of course. That's awesome. I like that one. That's a good celebration. So yeah. you're still cool. playing futsal now then? Yeah, yeah still have a kick. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be and a, also that'd be a also nice little. Sorry, oh, that'd be mm. a nice. Both of those would be a nice little release uh, from the day to day job, wouldn't it? Yeah, big time. Yeah, I love social sport. It's um awesome. Although sometimes you come up against teams, you got to remind them it's social. Yeah, there's a few that take that white line fever. They've just got it. Don't oh, they? oh yeah, big what's, time. What's but, your what's your character on field? Are you uh, do you like to chat to the opponent? Do you crack the funnies or are you? Try and stare someone down uh, and on, intimidate them. Uh, I reckon I talk way too much. <laughs> constructively um, or not? Yeah, I'm constructively trying to get the boys going, try and get a bit of life about the joint. Um, but also, you know, I, I just find I'm not niggly with opposition. I'll just genuinely talk to them. And I, I feel like more often than not, that's kind of annoying. But uh, uh, Gilly, that's it's so style. It, it's so funny hearing that because, um, mate, if you and I played on each other in any sport, it'd be uh, we'd be chewing each other's ears off. I was the same. I used to talk, and my only reason for talking was I, I thought if I could get to know the player quite well, he wouldn't try and bash me. So that that was my theory, and I would just chew blokes' ears off. Meanwhile, so. I'd be at the other end getting in the ear of someone else saying, see that number 11 running around there like an idiot? Give him one, Go can and you? get him, can you? Now, we don't want to interrupt for too long, but we need your help in spreading the word about Tassie's best football podcast, Way Out on the Wing. Subscribing to the podcast channel is definitely going to help us out a fair bit and then make this whole exercise go for an eternity, not just the two or three episodes. Uh, and you've got to remember we're doing this for you, the local footy community, and we want you on board for the ride. So go on, hit the like button, give us a follow on any of the social media platforms, tell your teammates, your coaches, interrupt them during three-quarter time address to say follow way out in the wing, get your friends, family, and get on board. In fact, get your mum to listen and we'll give her a shout out. We love all the hardworking footy mums out there, so make sure you listen, subscribe and like way out on the wing. Now, um, you, you alluded to your AFL nines, and we're going to call it a career because I've I've heard that you I've heard that you decided to dominate that, but only after five very very average games for St Virgil's in the old boys. Um, heard that you yeah. described There's a few few more than five games. What, was this it okay? All right, five oh, good this games. Is the thing that 
I, I, I feel like this is pre when Sports TG was really up and firing and we had good records. But uh, St. Virgil's tried to – well, they, they – um, my brother played 100 games the other week and sort of clipped me on the way through saying I played – I think they said seven really mediocre games, two goals <laughs> in those seven games. And um, I challenge that because I feel like I played at least seven bad ones, um, if not a few that were mediocre, and then maybe one that was okay against Channel down at Snug. Um, so I feel like it's a few more than seven. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I can't enhance the reviews of my St. Virgil's <laughs> career too much. I was very, very poor. Yeah. Um, I, Very poor. I was heard um, you were described as having potential, but preferred the <laughs> after-game view from the bar. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's probably yeah. That's accurate. <laughs> um, I wonder what what the potential was. Um, someone is looking hard um, to find that. But what, uh, what what is your best asset on field? Well, you, you know, if you, you walk into an old scholars club and you you well, we've played both, old, we've both old played scholars. yeah. If you're above six foot, people lick their lips. They go, oh, beauty. We've got a tall here. He can play. Yeah. Um, so it's unfortunate. You get thrown in the ruck, and I'm not up for that, you know. Tubes knows that problem. Knees get in India. It's it's just it's no fun in that. So I think, um, I don't know at that point in time what my best asset was, but I was incredibly unfit. Um, <laughs> that's not an asset, mate. <laughs> no. No, held your no, position well. That's, well. That's, held your position. Imagine well. if that was my best asset. I was incredibly unfit. <laughs> I don't know if we got five average games. Then, if that was your best asset, <laughs> yeah, I'd be the worst going around. No, no, no I, wonder. Yeah, you're, no wonder you're positive about local footy. Yeah, well, yeah. Now, yeah, well, it's this is the thing, though. I'll say this sincerely. It, we've got to cater for all types, you know, <laughs> even for those whose best asset is being unfit. Now, how did your um, how did your um, requirement as an individual who is a very, very neat and tidy person, how did that come out on the footy field? Were you a, a jumper tucked in, socks pulled up sort of player? Um, not so much. I'm not the socks pulled up. I don't, I'm not a big fan of that look. Um I've heard you. Yep. I've heard you are a fan of the um, wearing the Blunstons to work every day. The real posh ones that a yes. farm would wear if they had to pop on into town. The RMs, is that right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Blunnies. So I give them a real good run. Look, the uh, the male you've got is uh, pretty obviously from Tubes Taylor. No, no, no it's, it's not, not actually. No, no. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, got, got Well, I'm, I'm not going to disclose, but we've got our. You'll keep on. Um, You'll keep on naming people and you'll finally work it out. So I'm not, I'm not going to disclose, but there's some pretty good mail there. There's a few things that we you know, probably can't, were can't you quite a, mention. Were you a long sleeve wearer or did you get the, flash the no, guns out? No, well... You haven't got a panther on a bicep or anything hiding? No, no, I, I wish. Um, I, I wish I was running with a similar setup to... The Peter Gullen. Gullen. Do you reckon Jeez, you could that get? Fantastic. Do you reckon you could get gutters on the show for us? Oh, I could. I could ask the question. Excellent. Uh, yeah, let's let's try. Excellent. Why not? Yeah, I, no, he's, I he's love. Good the, man. I, I, sorry, I love the fact that he could have chosen either arms to get that jab in, and he chose the one with his the big panther showing. That was awesome. Yeah, so good, so so good. The best bit about that is that his his mum didn't know about the tattoo until no that happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, so, uh, yeah, no, 
Have you got well, tattoos um, in places that your mother doesn't know about? No, no. I'm a zero tattoo guy. And nah. I, not that I... I'm just, I wouldn't be able to make my mind up. Like you, you, that's a big commitment. You know, you've what, got that on you for a long time. You know what they say, Gilly? You don't put a bumper sticker on a Rolls Royce, mate. Well, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take Consi- that. Considering Gilly's just described himself as a Mack truck. <laughs> no, he didn't say a Mack truck. That's oh, wow. bloody harsh. Far out. I'm like a, a banged up Rodeo. <laughs> what what colour? Uh, uh, white, but with <laughs> some scrapes. Are you still in registration? <laughs> well, yeah, the back just. Of the farm. <laughs> just. Just in. Just in. <laughs> You'd look good rolling out of, with the RMs on and the new Blunstons in that. In <laughs> now, um, so Gilly, let's let's go back to you said you said you did uh, commerce at uni. Um, so I want to yep. work out how you got into the current role. I know you um, you were previously with AFL Taz in some other roles, and before that with the Football Federation of Australia. Um, yeah. What What did you do straight out of uni, and and how did you get to to your current role? Yeah. So, coming through school and everything, I wanted to be a journalist, which um, I don't really know why. Now I look back, um, but I quickly sort of worked out. I, I probably gravitated to the other side of things in this day and age around comms and PR and uh, the other side of the fence. Um, I was working at the news, news ABC newsroom uh, while coming through uni and a, a year or two after. I actually used to run the auto queue for PDG, do all jobs around uh, the newsroom. It was a bit of fun, but I also got a bit of exposure to actually doing a bit of journalism. And, yeah, it sort of – I was like, oh, it's probably not for me. Um, and then an opportunity through – well, it was sort of half an opportunity to um, – get involved with Football Federation Tasmania, um, Soccer Taz, and I sort of opened the door and then opened it a little further and then all of a sudden that grew to a full-time role that then blossomed to another role and, and away it sort of went at Football Fed Taz. So I started there um, doing comms and media um, and that coincided with the start of the Victory League as it was, so their State League, uh, which was a really good journey, basically building a brand from scratch um, and making a competition of something that didn't exist prior. And as I stayed with Football Fed Tad, my, my role grew and I took on new parts of the business, only fulfilling a general manager role, which was sort of a bit of everything. Um, oversaw all the comps across the state um, and worked really closely with the CEO of the day, um, Mike Palmer. And then I kicked on oh, in, in di- different stages. I worked at a few other Bits and pieces, um, called a lot of soccer, did a lot of commentary, really enjoyed that. Um, and then moved across to AFL Taz again in a sort of comms lens. Um, was really keen to, from the outside looking in at AFL Taz, I could see the power of footy and just how much they, like as a sport, what a product they had at their disposal. And I was really sort of keen to play a role in trying to turn around that public perception and the relationships within the game. Did you see that at the time coming into that role that it was being underutilised and you could see an opportunity to really um, build the game up from where it, where yeah. it was? Is that is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, perhaps naively as well. Uh, I think the thing I underestimate, while I've always been really engaged and invested in footy and um, always it's never been too far from my life, I didn't really understand the complexity of Tassie footy um, and there's layers and layers and layers to it and 
a little bit of what we're trying to do at the moment is trying to bring it back to basics and and cut through a bit of that and work together as a footy community. Is that um, something so that, that you was, is that something that you think the average football um, supporter in Tassie um, doesn't see or, or or fails to see, and it is something that you try and get across as well? That complexity. It, yeah, it's it's a hard one to convey um, because I, I often think about this. If you're an average football punter, if you're involved at your local club, what are your expectations of AFL Tasmania, for example, and what do you think they actually do? And I think for a lot of people, they don't really know. So you can't get too upset with people not understanding when it's not clear. So a bit of that is trying to unpack that and how we can make it clear as a footy community what the role of everyone is. So not just AFL Tasmania, but if, if you're playing old scholars, where does that sit? What's the role of that competition, that club? And, and we need to have a footy set up that caters for everyone of all aspirations. So whether you want to have a crack at the AFL or the AFLW or whether you just want to have a kick on the weekend in the middle of, at Oatlands, we need a setup that caters for all of those. But we need to work together because at the moment we're all over the place as a footy setup, and... I think until we name that up, and that's that's a bit of our ambition with the project we're running at the moment, is to go, well, hands up, there's a lot of good things that are going, in, going on in footy at the moment. And people are really invested and engaged. So we want to hear from you. Tell us the issues. And then once we know the issues, we can chart a, a roadmap on how we fix them. And, hey, we may not nail everything, and not, not everyone may agree, but until we name up the issues, we we're basically we'll always struggle we'll just because we get in our own way so that that's a big part of what we're trying to unpack as as i say through afl tasmania but a whole footy community and stop focusing on the top 10 percent and focus on the whole you know bigger the base higher the peak is my broader philosophy when it comes to footy so and so, I, so yeah. gilly you've started that process and and if so yeah, what what, yeah. what are what are some of the recurring themes and the issues that you're seeing from clubs and administrators around the state? Yeah, so the encouraging thing, we um, put a survey up, ran it for two weeks and had over a 1,000 responses, which is pretty crazy, really. Um, it's a big sample size for a survey. The guy helping us run the project um, who works with a consulting firm that works across America in the UK said that they get numbers that they equate to work for the entire UK in some of their surveys for a thousand. So it's such a strong data set that we have to build off for this project. And I appreciate everyone throwing their two cents and and getting involved. Um, Can I quickly interrupt? I reckon that just shows how passionate people are and how how much people have wanted to have a say on the issue. So I remember filling in the survey, the online one, it was awesome. So, and very thorough. Took a while, but it was worth doing. So, sorry, mate. Keep going. Some of the issues. Yeah, no, and thanks for filling it in because I'm genuine when I say we want to hear from people because I don't pretend to have all the answers and my team don't pretend to have all the answers. And that ultimately, we as custodians of the game at AFL Task, we're working for everyone. So it's important everyone has their two cents and throws in what they think and they'll get more opportunities through the project. So... At the moment, we've got that survey. Coming up, we'll have town halls. We've had a bit of a, a speed bump on the timing of those due to COVID, but there'll be town halls both online and one in each region, and that's really important as well 
because each region within Tasmania has some unique challenges that the other regions don't. So we can't just sort of fix this one size fits all. We need to really look at the unique regions of footy in Tasmania and look at their strengths, look at some of the challenges and uh, get everyone's views across. But some of the stuff that, that's popping up um, is, I guess it doesn't surprise, but in in essence, that's that's good as well. It's sort of reaffirmation for the likes of us that are working really closely with it. Um, I think competitive balance within competitions um, and having enough players to fill the number of teams that are required in competitions, um, competitive leagues and comps where, you know, you turn up most days thinking your team's half a chance, that's a, that's a big challenge. Um, Has promotion relegation been um, thought of, looked at? There's plenty of people suggesting a range of solutions and promotion relegation has been thrown in. Um, other suggestions are things like in in some communities uh, looking at one-team competitions rather than trying to fill two-team competitions. There's other solutions where they're more complicated and they're full restructures. So we've got a whole myriad of solutions that have been proposed by stakeholders and we'll give each one the time of day and have a good look at it. We've also got a mailbox that's set up for written submissions with more detail and we've already had a few of those come through, um, which are really, really good. So um, when you factor in a sur- the survey, um, the town halls, the initial ones, written submissions, and then basically the concept is all of that comes back in then we feed out what we think are some emerging themes and some draft recommendations, and we go back, do town halls again, do the key meetings, and then workshop it further. So I think it's that's a really important distinction to make. We aren't just sort of taking all this all on board and then spitting something out. We're actually going to work on it again with all the key stakeholders. It was remiss of me to say, around those town halls, we've also you know, identified some real key voices among footy and a lot of those are your, your league presidents that live it day to day and um, obviously people engaged in the TSL that will also have in-depth discussions with um, through one-on-one meetings, which is really, really important. Podcasters. Podcasters, yeah. yeah well, they, uh, what I say, league presidents, some club presidents and podcasters. Yeah, yep, well, that's, that's what I thought you said, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, you, you, it's sort of... Um, I've got your slot just near the premiers, so... Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah. I like the angling you're doing. Um, <laughs> just like our teachers back in primary school, here's a little chance for you to pause, go and do what you were going to do before you started listening to this, or go and grab another cold one, settle back in, and listen. Let's rip. We alluded to it earlier in the show. You've, you've potentially got the, the second or third hardest job in the state is... What you've spoken about there, is there a time frame around that in, and obviously COVID aside, um, in order to provide um, not answers but um, facilitating the pathways to that, the, the development of, that, of that, those programs? Yeah, we're hoping to have um, a set of recommendations by the end of the year and they, they will, depending on what the recommendations are, right, so it'll depend on what the timeline looks like. But in similar projects that um, the organisation we're working with have done elsewhere, they've seen 
roll out um, plans that have spanned a number of years. So some things, quick fixes, and you can make them happen for next season. Some may take two to three years. Um, and I think that I understand people get frustrated that um, as a footy community, sometimes it seems like we're always chopping and changing and we can't bed something down and nothing seems to work. But things do take time. And the other key point is that we live in a world that evolves so rapidly and as much as we'd like to, we can't expect footy to stand still and just, you know, stay the same despite everything changing around it. So we, we need to be adaptive and respond to changes. One of the big things that like, I'm really passionate about is particularly when you get late in youth football now is a real trend of kids going and finding part-time work and working part-time rather than playing footy. So how we respond as a game to actually be attractive but also nimble. How do we have a product so they can still work part-time and play our sport? Like is it more social competitions, more using fixturing more creatively, you know, midweek? Um, you still there? You just disappeared on us, Gilly. Oh, hang on, Gilly, you still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you just disappeared for a second. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I think I might have put worm on mute, and you went too. Um, you, you say it's funny that you touch on all those points because the couple of notes that I've got, I've got um, salary caps in the games, um, too many teams competing for too many, uh, uh, too few players, young kids obviously having a multitude of options these days, and how do we keep them in AFL? You, everyone has their opinion on it, but you have the fortunate, or call it fortunate, capabilities to sit in the big seat and make these decisions. Is part of the problem is that um, because everyone's so invested in football in Tassie that everyone, to their own decree, thinks they have the answers. And then, so when they're providing these um, options or the the feedback in the surveys and stuff, they get frustrated in that that's not acted upon immediately because you do have to filter through all that stuff. Yeah, there's. I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to the passion. People are so engaged and so invested and involved that there is a bit of impatience and people naturally see it from their own position and see it from the viewpoint of their club or their competition. But that's where, as AFL Tasmania, you're right, we have a really good opportunity and um, I don't take that for granted at all, but... We also have to take the bird's eye view and look at everything and cater for everyone, which isn't necessarily easy and isn't necessarily quick, um, but it's really important that we do. And that, that doesn't mean that you're going to tick off everything on everyone's list, but we need to listen to everyone and do our best job and make the decisions that we think are right for the betterment of footy. Um, and the difficulty in that is that won't always perfectly align with every person involved with the game because it, it can't possibly. So to but, use to use a football analogy, you're essentially you're essentially a head coach uh, trying to manage or micromanage a heap of players' issues and responsibilities and stuff. Who's turning up to training and not, and trying to put together a, a playing list and a team to to compete for the premiership at the end of the season. That's a great analogy. Like I'm sure you guys have been at footy clubs where you, you put a team together. Not everyone gets along, but you're all striving for the one thing. You're trying to win a flag. That, in essence, is what we're trying to do, get everyone on the same page to win a flag. Now, it involves different personalities, different people, different viewpoints. But overall, 
our role is to bring it all together and do what we think is right for the betterment of footy, as I said. And that's something I'm like, I'm incredibly passionate about, like all levels of footy. And I feel sometimes I feel like as as a governing body, we we have neglected grassroots footy at stages in terms of all levels of the game. And I I, I feel like we're starting to change that a bit and really get our boots on the ground and out there and talking to the people that need our help. Um, so, yeah, it's really important that through this process we do our best to try and cater for all levels of the game, but it isn't quick and it isn't easy. To disc- to continue with that analogy, what does the premiership look like for AFL Taz? What's, what, what's best case scenario um, for, for local footy in Tassie? I think a really clearly defined vision and a competition structure and pathway that is easily defined, clear for participants, players, parents, umpires, all involved, and a landscape where leagues, clubs, everyone understands their role and the part they play in footy. Because I feel like at the moment we we aren't there with it. And if we did get there, I just think there's immense opportunity for how well we could grow the game. And just I, I think there's a lot of negativity around the numbers playing um, and facets of the game. And we do have pain points and some of those are out of our control. But if we got everything right and aligned in the right way and everyone behind the vision, then I think footy is in for a really, really strong phase. And does that vision for you include a state league competition? I've been a massive backer of the state league. So one of the major reasons I came to AFL Tasmania was the state league. Um, was a concept that I said at soccer I was right behind, really, really supportive of, and um, was really interested in building that brand through soccer. And I came across the footy, we're going to do the same thing. And I've spent a lot of time um, on the state league throughout my tenure at AFL Taz. And I, I am really supportive of a high-performing state league. Now, I think the, the question has to be there are some challenges with our state league as it currently stands. Um, and I think everyone's aware of some of those challenges. And as the governing body, we have to have a look at how we can strengthen it and, and what that looks like moving forward. And then, you know, what is the best what is the best format for Tassie footy and talented players moving forward? Because something I'm really cognizant of is that we keep losing talented young players out of the state because they don't feel like they can get drafted out of Tasmania. And simply that's not good enough. So we need to make sure our product, whether it's the TSL, something different, or a, a modified TSL, what, whatever comes out of this process, that it accurately, well, it is sorry, it um, provides the right opportunities for male, female players to feel like they can strive for their AFL and AFLW dreams and remain in the state. So in- interesting uh, comment you make there, Gilly, um, in regards to a modified TF- TSL. Um, and maybe I'm reading too much into this because, like you, I'm really passionate about this stuff. And I don't think we can call it a, a pure state league without the Northwest Coast or any Northwest Coast teams in that competition. Um, and that's not a question. That's just me making a statement. Would it be – is there the potential for – and, you know, you're looking at competition restructuring and all that sort of stuff, and I'm sure it's something that's considered where, to me, what's not – 
the youth don't want to play because they don't want to travel. That, that to me, seems the big thing. It's a massive, massive time commitment. Is there the option or the consideration of splitting a north, which includes the coast, and a south, and then the old, you know, state final, north v south, or um, I'm probably going too much into it here, but, you know, you could have uh, ro- um, rolling uh, rosters, or what, what are they call in the AFL, where they, you play every team in your region, then you might play, you know, the, the top teams from north, play the top teams in the south later on in the year. I don't know. Is that something that's been thought of in that modified TSL that you mentioned? Yeah, I guess what I was trying to allude to there, because a lot of people straight away go to the lack of a northwest team. And I think, you know, that's an accurate call out. And it's a real shame that we don't have representation from the northwest as it currently stands. So through this project, to put it plainly, everything's being looked at. So whether, you know, we look at how we can strengthen the TSL, so whether that includes presence from the northwest again or whether it looks a different format or the current format as it is. I guess the key thing to remind ourselves is like, we understand there are some pain points with it as it currently stands. So we've, we've, got, to, we've, we've got to look at everything. We actually we would be doing a disservice to all those that are part of the TSL that have put so much time in if we didn't look at every avenue on how we can strengthen it and every avenue how we can give the best opportunities to Tasmanian footballers, so whether that's within the TSL or outside it or um, in other competition structures. I, 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 I don't want to sound like I'm dancing around the question. I'm just being genuine that we will look at everything. Um, I don't think you were dancing around it. I think no, you no, were just I, answering it how I you dance can answer. all right, to yeah. be fair. Oh, do you? Oh. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's what we could like to hear. I mean, you know, we, we, don't, <laughs> we don't expect answers, and I don't think the general public do either, but it's great to see that, um, you know, things are being looked at. And a bit of feedback from, from me, um, you know, we've seen you being a lot more engaged than your predecessors. Whether haven't that's, seen you dance yet, I haven't though. seen you dance, but, you know, the communications um, that was, you know, Previously, you know, with Trish, it sort of seemed like she was here and doing a role from AFL House. We had Travis and then Scotty Wade obviously divided opinions given which way you, where you sat on the Eastern Shore or not. But what we have seen, mate, is that you are out doing things and you are out engaged. So that that's, um, that's great to see. You're listening to Way Out on the Wing with Wildus. And I'm Worm. With thanks to Van Diemen Brewing, your local beer this footy season. Mate, I've got a quick one for you using the uh, the 2020 word of the year, the pivot. We'll go sideways. We'll, we'll <laughs> have you, let your brain have a little break after that series of questions. Uh, we went deep then. Yeah, we did go deep. Uh, whatever happened to Third Man Up, the podcast, speaking of podcasters, when they're standing in the, uh, in the society, Third Man Up? And is it true that Costello got too big for his boots? Well, yes, is the plain and simple answer to that question. He's got the, um, he's got the blue tick got, on Twitter now as well. Did you see that? Got the blue tick on Twitter. He's very happy with himself. He's um, <clears throat> He needs to be brought down a peg. You'll see today with the success of Ariana Tipperson, wasn't that fantastic? It was. But he, uh, he was claiming that too. <clears throat> Oh, he's the world's best inserter, so he, <laughs> he will insert himself into that situation, make it all about me, 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 and uh, he's already done it with that one. He, honestly, if you tracked his Twitter, it'd be one a day. So basically, the, the long and the short of it, I got sick of hanging out with him um, once a week. 
I think I think uh, way out in the wing might well go the same way. I get sick of hanging out with Worm every Monday. Well, we don't, well, we don't see each other anymore. Unfortunately, we're only up to episode nine at the moment. Um, uh, but uh, we used to have a bit of fun. We didn't talk much footy, um, oh, well, which you, is a bit of a trap you get into. On one of the things. reasons why we wanted to invite you on here. <laughs> now, Gilly, I've heard that your favourite place outside of the administrative board of uh, AFL Taz is the pub. You love a craft beer. Uh, I've heard yep. the hoppier and the more botanicals in the beer, the better. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your favourite? Obviously, aside from a Van Diemen, what's your favourite tipple at the moment, mate? What are you What are you on board? Uh, well, I, it's when it gets to this time of the year, I just devour a stout. Anything I get my hand on that's dark, I'm all over. So Hobart Brewing recently did a. New little chalk hazelnut stout. Very that, nice. Uh, lit my fire. Yeah, it was no, very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Are you are you a home brewer? No, I'm too lazy for that on that side of things. There's a lot of work involved. No, I'd just rather uh, just get a new can out of the fridge. I, I um I'm a bit when it comes to craft room, I'm a bit sort of like Pokemon. I've just got to try each one. I've got to you're catch a t- them all. You're what we refer to in the industry as a ticker. Just yeah, gotta, okay. Just got to so, tick the box. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a bit of that, but if if it's of a certain calibre, I'll revisit. I'll revisit. But I do like to um, sample a lot of a lot of different ones. Geez, um, geez, there's some options these days. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Tell me about it. I didn't. I don't. I didn't go in to buy it to drink. I went in to buy it as a gift for a mate, and it was like Christmas. All these different varieties of beer. Do you? Um, do you often have a have a drink? Are you in the kitchen, Gilly? Do you cook? Do you like what is um, this? Alcoholics Anonymous or something? <laughs> what are you going to debrief me later? Oh, mate, you're you're way gone. <laughs> uh, you you like your cooking, Gilly? Are you in the your family nah. kit? No, uh, no. My my lovely wife Rachel, um, who also has a kick of the footy for uh, Clarence as well, ah, just quietly. Nice. But um, yep. she uh, she's a absolute star in the kitchen. So it's you know. To to quote a famous footy saying, "Know your role, play your role." Yep. Um, get so, me out of there. So I'm pretty good on the other side of it, eating. Yeah, <laughs> aren't we all? So so married to Rachel, uh, kids, mate. Yep. You're only thirty, aren't you, Gilly? Yes, yes, yeah. I am. So lots um, of young lots, thirty. Yeah, you're young thirty. A I was a pretty happy 30. when I turned thirty. I got to say because I reckon there was a little patch there where my age got mentioned once a week in one of the newspapers and. Um, it, it like at the start it was kind of a novelty, and then I just go, "Geez, I wonder when they'll get over this." And it happened to be my thirtieth birthday, and then they sort Stopped. of buried, didn't have the same ring to it. But yeah, um, someone in their twenties, yeah, no kids, no kids as yet. Yep, as Current, yet. currently building a big monstrosity of a place out at Mount Rumney. I heard, is that right? Geez, <laughs> you got some good mail. Hey. Um, yeah, we're we're into council with the plans, so yeah, we're. Uh, We'll hopefully be shovel ready sometime this year. Get, I, I get hope, going. I hope you um, locked in a price with the builder, mate. The costs are going ridiculous at the moment. Yeah, it's it's not the best time to be building. <laughs> it's fair to say, but um, they're probably never going to go backwards, are they? The costs. Sorry, I'm the just adding building houses and real estate to the things we don't talk about list. Oh, come on, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Well, what else is on the list? Can you right. on it? What about, uh, what what, about what, uh, that we can't fantasy talk about? Foot- no, no, I'm not going to tell you because then you're going to start talking about me. Are you, are you into fantasy <laughs> footy? Uh, if yes, I, I am. If you I, play golf. Uh, if I mention <laughs> the North Texas Devils, yes. what, what can you tell us? Big fan. So That's this three of us. came about, um, I got an email from 
like James, James, James Henderson. Endo, yes, that's it, James founder. Henderson. So I got an email from him halfway through the year. In the middle of all the COVID stuff, we were trying to grapple whether we'd get any footy up here, and I had this like from Texas sending me. I just thought it was spam. I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> and I thought uh, I won't respond to that. And then shortly after, he, he went again, and then he went again. And I thought, oh, I've got to pay me. Like, this persistence deserves some love. So I went back to him, and we had a bit more of a chat about it. Then he sent me through more detail, and then I thought, why not? Let's make it happen. So they brought it alive, and now they've got the Guernsey. They've got the team going. That I don't they've think got the flying. wins. They just, just had first wins on the they weekend. Win. Yeah, yeah, three a wins. a couple of wins. Seniors won in a round robin, and the resis got up as well. I'm trying to get my head around how the competition works. It's, in, it's in divisions. Yeah. I'm, we're yeah. trying to do likewise. There's over 50, um, 50 teams in the in the across yeah. all the divisions, and it's a bit yeah, it's a bit all over the place. The, and I think they play in sort of like a similar to the you know the NBA where they do their conferences. Um, yep. I don't know if they have an overall final or anything, but um, do you yeah. think but, the um, answer for Tasmanian football might lie in the USAFL? In North Texas. Yeah. Look, that's um, – I, I did say before we'd look at everything, didn't I? <laughs> um, we might rule that one out. <laughs> well, hey, you can send, um, but, you can send Wilders and I over on secondment. We'll do a bit of research. Well, yeah, there might Player be Player exchange program. We'll go play a game or something. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Um, but uh, they he, – he sent me a Guernsey recently, actually, James. Uh, did he? The team. So – You'll have to get on to him, fellas. It's a, it's well, a. Uh, well, funny you should, setup. funny you should say that. They're, uh, they're chasing player sponsors at the moment. Now, way out in the wing, we've put our hand forward to, to sponsor a player. I, I, was, if- I was a little bit disappointed. We wanted a guy called Jackson Jackson, but um, that, yeah, that's got some, doesn't that's it? Got some pizzazz. It's got some legs. Well, I've actually, I've actually got a couple here, and I'm happy to give AFL Taz. The first right of reply on this. Oh, to sponsor a player. <laughs> yeah, to sponsor a player. So the uh, the two names. Is that, that something have... you can put through as a tax deduction, Gilly, or maybe personally you might have to jump I'd, on board I'd the devil. Probably have to go personally. All right. Well, Stephen Bass. Uh, he's a player. The fish. Uh, that we may want to sponsor. He's an American and he helps with the coaching, the first year players on the basics. He's 14. He has played for 14 years and has really bad, really bad knees. He sounds like a mate of yours. But plays as a forward endorsement. But plays as a forward pocket and snags one or two a game, which is huge given that they only kick four or five a game currently. He's on the short list, the fish. So he's half their team. Uh, effectively, yeah. The other option could be their captain, Daniel Mason, known oh, as D Mace. D Mace. D Mace. D Mace. We can come up with something better than D Mace, can't we? D Mace, yeah. Mason. Yeah, I don't know. The captain, though. That's, take take that on be... notice. Well, uh, He's a skip. Yeah, what, what's uh, going great for a place? Uh, I think it's, it's about about five grand. <laughs> 4,900 <laughs> comes to weigh up. No, no, it's 100 bucks. 100 dollars. 100 bucks. US or no, no seventy five US. Oh, that's good value. Yeah, no, let's uh, let's discuss that. I'm not sure neither of those names have Jumping really captured me, but yeah, yeah, but I'm happy to look at it. 
Oh, we'll send through a um, we'll send through a list and and see where it gets to. But yeah, they, let's let's work together. On you'll, it. you'll be able to ponder that while you're sitting down at Roaring Beach on a summer's day, mate. Jeez, what is with the mailie? Oh, mate, we, you <laughs> got it. If you you're a fan of the show, you've listened to everything. Surely you, you, you know, know that we we got connections left, right, and t- left, you, right. You and do. Center. I am an open book as well. <laughs> Fam, family shack down there, mate. Nice, nice yeah, trip. Is, you, you get on is. the boat. Uh, I. Again, it, it, you learn pretty quickly from me. I, there's some things I just can't do. So Cooking. anything that's handyman, anything that's remotely in that area, fishing, I don't play golf. It's just, yeah, I'm rubbish. Now, so, But I will. I get out on the boat and occasionally throw a line, but, um, yeah, pretty rare. Uh, more uh, relaxation. You need to go out on the boat with, with um, Tubes and Leon Compton. Yeah, that would that'd be a bit of fun, actually. That'd be a good little. That'd be a nice three men in a boat little podcast. Ooh, <laughs> I tell you what, you, I don't know who's getting more words in. <laughs> well, tubes a try. <laughs> Absolutely would. He came. He came on. He came as a guest um, uh, podcaster with us, and it was like Christmas to him. And he wouldn't shut up. Oh, we're not starting the. Oh, we're not gosh, starting the segment again. Segment. Let's rip uh, tubes. No, you've gone at him. He, he, I, I, mean, I did. I copped. I, I gave him one, and yeah. Now he's one of the great humans. He, tubes, he's but, an ab, uh, He's an absolute ripper. He added a lot of. He loves our, me time more than anyone. It was our most downloaded podcast, the one with tubes. So I don't know. Don't know now, what we're saying. Gilly, there. the main reason. I will say the main reason. Oh, just quick, not, just oh, quickly before gosh, you get to that. Interrupt, no, no, no. interrupt. Just quickly, I wanted to f- finalise my mail. I heard you love you love your soccer. Who's your teammate? Who do you back in the Premier League? Unfortunately, Arsenal. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. That's yeah, all I yeah. missed yeah. as well. M- moving on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, coming up on this week's episode. Well, have you ever heard of an Antarctic monsoon? Well, that's pretty much what I have most of local footy experienced this weekend past, and we'll share some of the filthiest games with you. We received some interesting feedback from listeners this week, and touch on what you probably shouldn't send into us. Uh, we'll see which player, or maybe non-player, is nominated for the coveted Player of the Week. And we'll order sushi, sing karaoke, and scream. Fuck yeah! Oh shit! <laughs> As we introduce takeaways from Tokyo, sake masio. The main reason we got you on, Gilly. Now you saw hopefully the uh, the state series concept. Um, yes, that we that we, that we threw up now yeah, brought to us by one of our good listeners, one of our good thanks, good Foxy. yeah, thanks Foxy for that. Now, what did you think of the concept, the execution, and the uh, the semi final draw with Signet versus Hewenville and South Launceston versus St Virgil's? Controversially, I thought Devonport were incredibly stiff to be toppled by St Virgil's. Okay, and okay. Um, and I said this to Tubes, and we had a bit of back and forth about. It. I just think St Virgil's they got the big names. That catch your attention. I've watched quite a bit of some versions this year, and they're a very, very good team, but I reckon Devonport maybe bat a bit deeper. Ooh. Well, I, I'm I'm disappointed that the boys didn't give Roach a lead, uh, didn't get Roach a lead through. They've just come back again well, off another win, so I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm with you. In. They are in form, form, I'm with you, form team Gilly. in Tasmania at the moment. Mm. So, uh, yeah, they're flying. Breaking news, we have the results of the semi-finals. Well, I'm going to back some Virgils won the poll. Well, very interesting. Well, so, actually, I'm going to... Uh, 
If Devonport had have beaten St Virgil's, would you say they would have beaten Rochelle? I don't know. When it comes to the power of the people, you probably you roll with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you might not get the right answer. <laughs> no. Well, the power um, of the the power of the people has spoken. Voted, and in semi final one, Signet versus Hewenville with seventy two percent of the vote, public vote across Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Signet are the winners through to the final. There, beautiful. Now in the probably second expected. Yeah, I, I would have expected that. One, that. Yep. Uh, in the second semi, controversy, much much closer across the three break them down formats. Yeah, so Twitter, uh, it was sixty four percent St Virgil's, thirty six percent South Onceston. Facebook was ninety uh, percent St Virgil's, ten percent South Onceston. But very interestingly, Instagram seventy five percent South Onceston. To 25% St. Virgil's, which the end of the day, there was a shot after the siren. South Onceston go through with 54% to wow. St. Virgil's 46%. But Mc- McCulloch has kicked one from so, 55 after the siren. Happy to announce that the State Series final is a playoff between Signet and South Onceston. Where should we play it, Gilly? What ground are you Where making you available for us, mate? Are we heading over to Queenstown? King oh, Island. Let's take it over to King Island, yeah. Oh. oh. Well, South, South played there <laughs> earlier in the year against Grassy. Oh, no. That, Can't do I that mean, then. Yeah. yeah, no, that's home ground advantage you, pretty much. Macquarie Island. Do you play on, do you play, see, you know, like North Hobart, I think that's advantage St. Virgil's. Oh, no, they're out, aren't right. they? Signet South Onceston. See, much oh. like Tubes had to pull you up last week, Gilly's now pulling you up on the concept. <laughs> North, North Hobart, Queenstown or Campbelltown. They've got to be your options. I mean, yeah, Campbelltown is probably the happy meeting place, but I don't know. Signet's a fair way from Hobart. Take it at Queenstown. I would suggest Queenstown. Oh, that's awesome. Take it there. Yeah? Done. It's, it's the best ground going around, isn't it? Well, have you ever played on it? No, no. Have you been out there? And seen Mate, we talked about my playing abilities before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, I knew the answer. You might be. Question. You might be a gravel specialist. Keep yeah, your feet. maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what I was the missing ingredient all this time was we were playing on grass. <laughs> well, have, have, you mean, watched, have you been out there to watch a game, the Crows? No, I haven't. I no. need to. I need road to. trip. Yep. You want it? Let us know when. We're organising yeah, a road no, trip. I need to. We'll get you out there. So, well, what's your prediction for the game then? Signet versus South Launceston at uh, at Queenstown. Signet, South Launceston, Queenstown. So, yeah, well, on the strength of last fight, Signet were pretty strong victors, weren't they? But, yep. yeah. I, I'm going to back the porting. I'm going Signet. I, don't, I haven't had enough time to think about it yet. No, I've got, I actually got to digest it a little bit. This is going to be a good one for the socials. Yeah. I like your nomination for making Queenstown available. So yeah, we'll have to wait until good. we'll have to wait until the Crows have finished up their season. What, what's your What's your next big poll? Your next bracket? Well, I love of? I love the suggestions that were out there. Um, what did we have? We had uh, the best the Guernsey best, yeah, best Guernsey. Jumper. That's that's a pretty good one, and I love the the um, who was it? The Canaries. Oh, yeah, yeah um, Stewie Stu- Burn Irish Town Canaries. That was a ripping Guernsey. Uni Rainbows is still good. Nah, oh, long sleeve uni rainbows. No, not, not now though. It's horrible. Yeah, no, it is bad now. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway, we got one potentially. Have you, for got any, you got the any most of- the the best best training session you've had non football 
So the most novel training session. Is that a question? Oh, is this a question oh, no, or it's a, just a poll. A poll. Potential poll. Oh, right. Jesus. Oh, you know, don't rate that one? No, I don't. All right, we'll edit that sure. one out. We'll edit yeah, that one out. Not sure. Yeah. Well, what, what, you got any other suggestions, Gilly? If we do, we've got best, well, the, best Guernsey. Best, the best gr- sort of club mascot is one I reckon needs a bit more love to, um, or logo. Some of them are extraordinary. Um, Did you miss the, the word bad were there or good? <laughs> well, there's, there's uh, both ends of the spectrum. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's worth sort of working through a bit of that. We ran the um, club song. Uh, a bracket during um, COVID shutdown of the, the grounds, AFL players and the and the grounds and um, the ground one just went off. Yeah, Queens- People were so passionate about it. Queenstown smashed that, didn't it? And I think Richo won the best AFL Tassie foot- was football. Is that right? Yeah, Richo. Yep. took it out. Yeah. No, yeah, and no Nick surprise. Rewalt, who was in there, and people were a bit unsure whether he should have been. Nick Rewalt? So, well, we're, yeah. we're claiming Ariana Titmus now, so... Well, she's been... We well, can't claim her. She, well, she is, is Tasmanian. She is. Yeah, yeah she's Tasmanian. Yeah. What, 15 years here yeah. and born here? Yeah, that's Tasmanian. We, had a, we, we arguably had a... Tasmania had arguably had our best day at the Olympics ever today. Dan Watkins in the kayak. Uh, Eddie Ockenden and Beltsy won the... Hockey, Bert Twistle, they smashed him, didn't they? Bert Twistle yeah, in the um, triathlon. Have you been watching outside of um, Survivor? Have you been watching much of the Olympics? Yeah, so Survivor is obviously the number two sport behind um, AFL. But no, I watched Ariana <laughs> Titmus today, <laughs> and a couple of other bits and pieces. I haven't been glued to it, truth be told. Um, I spend so much time watching footy. Um, it's, I sort of took an escape for a night or two, but um, you must yeah. you must love talking to a couple of mugs on a Monday night, just coming up to ten o'clock about football. Then it's ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, and you blokes as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, no, it's uh, you haven't even touched on the D's, and that's where I'm a bit flat. Oh, because, hold on, uh, we, we're getting there. Hang on, we're, we're getting to that. We're anywhere near and, finish. And we're, we're about still, a quarter we, of the way yeah. through. And <laughs> what running time are we going with you? Uh, I don't know. Two. Yeah, two. We've got a presentation. We've got a, we're we're got a brewery here. We've got a brewery here full of beer. We're not going anywhere quickly. <laughs> my my um my mail was actually you you are a a massive massive sook when Melbourne lose. And um, given what happened on the weekend, I didn't want to bring it up. I was afraid you yeah. would you know start the start the podcast in such a negative way. But you'd have to be used uh, to it by now, wouldn't you, as a D supporter? Uh, sort of. You, as I said before, it teaches you great resilience. You learn how to ride the bumps um, of life. And I, so on the weekend, I sort of – well, I didn't see a second for starters. I was at the St. Pat's 90th dinner, um, which maybe was a good thing. So I was able to sort of just distance myself from it, although I was peeking at the scores every now and then. But the week prior, I was at a, a good friend's 30th as we were playing Hawthorne, and I was monitoring the scores, and then I thought I'd tune in with a couple of minutes to go, and um, ABC uh, TV and Radio Zone, Chris Rowbottom was in earshot, and he's a Hawthorne supporter, and uh, he thought he'd watch along as well with me, and um, let's just say it wasn't pretty at the end when Luke Bruce snapped that and it went through. Um, I think I stormed off. Um, was Rowie showing you quiet moments for myself? Was Rowie showing but, a little bit of air of arrogance? 
Well, it wasn't a draw. It wasn't a win. It was a draw, but I suppose it was a Hawthorne well, supporter that take like that. Well, he carried on like a win, which yeah. you probably would from his position. But <laughs> and I, I was carrying on like uh, I'd just been shot. So uh, yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. I, I ride it pretty heavily, but I'm sort of strange. I think you have to be as a Melbourne supporter. It doesn't take me too long before I'm glass half full again and seeing all the. The good in it, because otherwise, how could you still be supporting them? Yeah, one of, one of uh, one of our good mates is a Melbourne supporter, and he indoctrinated my son as a Melbourne supporter. Uh, and I'm a Lions supporter, and I jumped on Melbourne for a year or two when they were doing all right, and Brisbane weren't. But I'm back on the Lions now, so I was there for a year. I've actually has this for a stat, Gilly. I've never been. I've never sorry. I've never watched Melbourne lose a game at the MCG. I'm seven from seven watching the D's at the MCG. So if they ever make a grand final and you want to guarantee a win, you better buy two tickets and invite me along. Yeah, yeah. My wife's going to be gutted. She'll miss the cut because you'll be coming along for superstition <laughs> yeah. reasons. Gilly, don't, don't say that. There's four hours sitting next to Worm. It's probably not one of life's best experiences. Oh, come on, mate. We'd chew each other's ears off nonstop. Oh, well, for starters, no. your nose is going to go everywhere. I just need to just track back. So you didn't actually change teams for no, a year. No. Oh, you did. Oh, he look, was you know what? Firmly I I, in the front carriage of the bandwagon. No, I'm a I'm a long, long suffering Brisbane supporter. But the well, not that long. You won three. I was going to say, hang on. No, 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 no. I was with us. I was when I was the best. Yeah, but I mean, long suffering. And yeah, no, that, mate. When, when we were playing with Johnny Gastev and these boys, Warwick Kappa, didn't you have Bears. a hat trick of? Uh, you won three flags. Yeah, that, no, this, that was like 10, 15 years after the fact I started supporting them. But anyway, anyway, I've had my ups and downs. Yes, we had three flags. It should have been four, but anyway, we had three. And um, But in the lull, and I got so hyped up seeing my son excited, seeing Jack excited about the Ds that I'd, I jumped on board. I'm, we went to two Melbourne finals. They won them both. We thought about flying to Perth to watch. We didn't because they got smashed by um, West Coast, luckily. So... Was he yeah, talking no, about Melbourne? So, no, I'm just adding to the things we should talk about list oh. is local footy. Oh. oh not, not, not AFL. So oh, we write, we, we finish there. Hey, have you got any say in um, getting some more AFL games to Tassie? Well, there's an extra one this coming weekend, is. which is nice. The Lions. Um, oh, it's, I think it's, it, well, in this day and age, it sort of depends a lot around. COVID restrictions and what's possible, but um, where possible, I'm always throwing in my two cents to say it's a good idea to yeah. um, bring more footy down here. I think the I went up for the Hawthorne Essendon game. That was the, wasn't that a belt? Oh, that was, was the best thing since sliced bread. Yep. Yeah, absolutely it was as that. we said on the podcast. It was a um, football educated crowd, so it wasn't. Yeah, there was passion there, but it was passion not from an entertainment point of view. If it was from a pure football point of view. Yeah, which surprised me, given it was mostly an Essendon crowd. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, Gilly, how, how much um, how much communication do you have on a weekly, daily basis with AFL House on the mainland? Yeah, it's, it's amazing how often I get this question. Um, people feel like there's this sort of big brother looming over, telling you know. No, I don't. I don't mean do. so much from that sense. No, no, I, just, no, I mean from a general, you, but... you know, hey, how's it going down there? Sort of um, vibe. Yeah, so I um, I'm on a weekly meeting with all the leads from all the states, um, and we 
carve through all the major major issues and major happenings. It doesn't work each it of their states. It doesn't work like the Jimmy Giggle memes on Instagram where Tassie has a microphone that's never plugged in. <laughs> no, no. The thing that, and um, I think Andy Bennett encapsulated this pretty well when he came in he had a perception on how afl and afl tazit interact from the outside and then he was basically when he came in he was really pleasantly surprised at just how supportive they are and basically they're just there to there to help um we we drive everything within the state and um where we need to we tap in to expertise and knowledge and support from from interstate and that they're always very, very interested on what's going on and want to see Tassie footy really flourish. Um, so, yeah, no, it's we have a great relationship working closely with people right across the country uh, and probably even more so on the other side of COVID because it's sort of brought down the barriers in some respects because online meetings are just the way it goes now. So I, I'm regularly talking to leaders in footy right across the country tapping into their expertise, they chat to me about things that are happening here and it, it's really, really good. Yeah, it's well, um whether it's, it's um spot. I don't know I don't know how to uh, frame this question. Don't um, then no 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 w- would whether it's available or not, um, putting that aside, would a, would more money and funding significantly help uh Taz uh, footy here in Tassie for the grassroots or do you think there's other underlying issues we've got to get right first? Oh, I think fundamentally the issues uh, are not going to be solved by money. Um, And I think that speaks to a lot of the things I chatted about before in terms of having a vision, a collective purpose, everyone agreed about why we exist, why we do what we do and uh, and a good understanding of of how the landscape works. The, 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 I guess to answer your question, oh, of course money would would help across a myriad of situations across across the game and and do a lot of good but just as i would love to have cap out cap in hand asking for more money for tassie footy you know they'd be doing the same in vic they'd be doing the same in sawa nt um queensland we've seen their growth so it's yeah it's easy to throw out the cap and say give us more money it'll, it'll fix everything I think the cruel hard reality is that it won't. Um, and if all we're looking for is money to fix our problems, then we'll always have problems well, as far I, as I'm concerned. I actually, in, well, I'm speaking on behalf of both of us here because we both feel it. We actually think money's probably one of the biggest issues that's ruining um, a bit of structure in the in footy and why your best uh, your best players aren't playing state league. Um you know, there's some yeah. uh, rumours circling around there as, you know, more players leaving the TSL to play regional footy. I'll call it regional footy uh, next year. So, you know, I think money in that instance is, is probably, you know, killing us. Yeah, no, I think last year showed that players don't play for money. So we had competitions run right across the state without payment. The players were still playing. Like, I just think, and I've come from other sports where money isn't nearly as significant in terms of playing players. We, we do have it a little bit skew with in, in the way that we we just have it so that players expect money and, and think that there should be a lot of financial incentive to have a kick on the weekend. And, and sometimes that doesn't sit all that comfortably with me knowing that <laughs> a lot of the hard work and 
the, the really important jobs that are being done at clubs are being done by volunteers. And maybe in Utopia, the roles would actually be reversed and they'd be getting paid and the players would be paying for free. 100%. Well 100%. Gilling. Yeah. And, yeah, I know we can't fix that and a bit of that's entrenched now, but there's little things that we can do to, to make a difference in it. And I think, you know, actually having some accountability on the money that's spent and, and making it so people have some equalisation across leagues in terms of what's spent and how it's spent and who it's spent by and also just making sure clubs are sustainable because the worst things you see are where a club splurges, goes out and gets a whole set of players and then it sets up a bit of a a false economy for them because they've got this group of players, they dominate and then when the money stops, those players walk and then they're in big, big trouble. It just actually sets sets themselves up to fail. So the last thing we want is clubs folding. We want clubs to be really strong and sustainable. And a big part of that is, I agree with you guys, there's largely too much money spent across the game. Mate, you talk about little differences or, or little improvements that make big differences. Is there any chance of uh, getting AFL Taz a tripod for the phone video <laughs> during the Southern's, Southern Coaches press conferences? Uh, I'm sure there is. Um, I'll chat because to- I get a serious case of vertigo when I'm logging in and watching it <laughs> for 20 minutes and I don't know if I'm up, down, sideways. I feel like I'm on a boat. <laughs> And yet you still watch it. Through, I still watch which is it. Great but I, dedication do you know what worries me? Is it you that's holding it? No, no, oh, no. God, I, was, no, I thought uh, you. I thought you encompassed all roles in the in the organisation. Yeah, I try and uh, be involved in in a lot of. I'm really concerned because you try and hold a phone up for twenty minutes, twenty five <laughs> minutes. It's really hard. <laughs> Big guns. That's, yeah, they wore a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, look, it's, it's not me, but um, I'll have to just make sure the, the the individual that is doing it, that they're okay, and I guess it would be their wrist, whether that, there's any that, issues just, there from holding a phone. Strong wrist. That's just one. That's one from the community that I was just uh, throwing up there. So it'd be nice, mate. Uh, I like we've gone the big topics here. Oh, you know, exactly. you're talking broader this review, is what we making little differences. Footy, yes. Whether we should have a state league, and then you've <laughs> dove into tripods. I won't say. It. I won't say it was. Presses. I won't say it was the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> Mate, uh, at the risk of us trying to solve all the problems in uh, Tassie footy, we haven't even got into religion or politics yet. So uh, we're, we're, we're going yeah, to leave gonna, the easy stuff off. Exactly. We'll leave it to tripods. <laughs> uh, mate, we're going to roll into junk time questions. Just a, five quick and hard and fast questions, which we'd love for you to uh, to answer and uh, and whatever comes to the front of your mind, let me know. Worms, Worms got one. Do you want to start there, right, Worm? You start the timer. You ready? Hit me, Worm. All right. Brains or brawn? Brains. And who wins? Hayley. <laughs> uh, mark, of, mark of the year or goal of the year? Which is better? Mark. Oh. Uh, would, perf- would you rather perform on stage with the Glass Animals or have a role in Peep Show with David Mitchell or be a contestant on Survivor? Peep Show with David Mitchell. Ooh. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah I, um, that would be sensational. But there, there's some mighty fine options. Just back to the... Last one. Who remembers the goal of the year? Uh, yeah, fair point. Yeah, well done. Yep. Spot on. I tell you what, so we, we've stopped the clock. 
there's some good uh, there's some good entries for Mark of the Year this year. We're talking AFL, or yeah, yeah. AFL. Oh yeah, there's Maxi, a lot. <laughs> Maxi Gorn's been the stepladder for two of them. Yeah, poor fella. Yeah. Poor anyway, fella. start the okay, clock. Restart the clock. Who's funnier, Chris Rowbottom or Brent Costello? Brent Costello, not deliberately. <laughs> uh, what advice do you have for a ten-year-old Damien Gill? Um, Jesus, where do you start? Um, uh, just have fun. Just keep enjoying life and yeah, have fun. Don't take things too seriously. And finally, I think we've already alluded to this or covered off on it. Who should we speak to next and can you facilitate it? <laughs> You've gone with Peter Gutwin, um, which is a yeah, that's a it's a good place to start. Second second back. second biggest potential Tasmanian after you. you for the podcast, surely. Yeah, he's, de- he's definitely bigger than me. Um, should look at some of these sort of local legend types. It's, uh, like, it's probably worth, you know, you've, got, you've had some Virgils in the poll. You know, Jay Bowden's probably the biggest name in local footy for the last decade. And he's taken the step from TSL to coach a team in the old scholars. I reckon he'd be a good chat. I like it. Not a bad suggestion. We might do that. He might rip us for 45 minutes or so about not making the State Series final, but that's okay. No, that, was, that wasn't <laughs> us. Actually, we we um, we did an off-air recording. Wildest, Four versions of it. Wildest, Tubes and I, and I think we had – didn't we have St. Virgil's beating South? I can't, remember. I I can't think, remember. I think we did. Tubes was strong on that, but anyway. And the other one, I'd suggest, Ant Taylor. Oh, he's a ripper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good yeah. one. Good suggestions. Well, Gilly, we've held you up for long enough post-survivor on a Monday night, mate. Thank you very much for your insight into the game, the uh, the work that you're doing uh, for football in Tasmania, and um, we wish you all the best in the role, and I know that not much us podcasters can do other than get on and, and have a bit of a laugh and, and talk about things, but thanks very much for joining us, mate. It's been a pleasure. It's been awesome uh, you're chatting, You're doing Gilly. a great job, guys. Love it celebrating Tassie footy and uh, it's really important so thank you and uh, look forward to coming back on when the opportunity presents we need your help in spreading the word about Tassie's best football podcast way out on the wing subscribing to the podcast channel is definitely going to help us out a fair bit and then make this whole exercise go for an eternity not just the two or three episodes Uh, and you've got to remember we're doing this for you the local footy community and we want you on board for the ride so Go on, hit the like button, give us a follow on any of the social media platforms, tell your teammates, your coaches, interrupt them during three-quarter time address to say, follow way out in the wing, get your friends, family, and get on board. In fact, get your mum to listen, and we'll give her a shout-out. We love all the hard-working footy mums out there, so make sure you listen, subscribe, and like way out on the wing. 